Hey, sweet friend. So happy to have you here. So today we're going to have a really important heart-to-heart about the importance of saying no. And I know this is a really hard thing for so many of us for a lot of different reasons, but we're going to talk about it today because when we are feeling like there's never enough time for everything that needs to be done, when we're constantly bogged down by our to-do list, when we are feeling stressed and overwhelmed and anxious about all the things on our plate, when we're just carrying a lot, when we feel really spread thin and pulled in a lot of different directions, when we feel like we're just running on survival mode or we are drowning or just trying to keep up, just trying not to fall behind, or we're feeling like we're always behind, I get it. And I've been there way, 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 way more times than I would like to admit. But the good thing is that you don't have to stay stuck here. It is possible to find a balance and for balance to become your default. And when I say balance, I really mean feeling like your life is actually aligned with your priorities of being able to be more present with our kids. Like we really want to be when we get home from work of being able to pour into our marriages in the ways that we desire to, even with little kids or even with long distance, if we're navigating that like we are right now, the joy that you want to experience in your motherhood, the ability to find time, that elusive time to rest, even when you do have a lot on your plate, all of those things come as the fruit of learning how to say no. But oftentimes we don't feel like we can. Oftentimes we don't feel like we have permission to. Oftentimes we feel like it's impossible to lay things down because everyone needs us They've got to do everything for everyone. We're going to peel back the layers here and see how our inability to say no is causing us to compromise what matters most. It's causing us to lose our sense of balance or to just feel like it's impossible to find that sense of balance that we really crave. And having that kind of resounding sense of peace in your heart that you feel like you've got this wholeness to your life, this fullness to your life of you feel fulfilled in these different areas of your life and you're not feeling like either you're constantly drowning or running on fumes. And also that certain things are not coming at the expense of the other, where certain parts of you are getting left behind, like certain parts of your life are having to be sacrificed that really matter to you. You know, that you're not having to compromise your family for your work, that you're not feeling like your mental health is really suffering because of how hard motherhood is, because of how much pressure you feel in your work or how demanding it all is. The first place to begin when it comes to managing our time is learning how to say no. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you wanna make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures, prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. 
So in this podcast, you're going to find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So as we begin here, I believe that learning how to say no, learning what to say no to, and how to discern that, And how to allow God to help you figure that out is one of the greatest skills that you can learn in time management. Probably the most important thing. And so I just want to say first and foremost, you don't always have to say yes. You can and should say no. There are certain things that you are carrying on your plate and on your shoulders right now that you don't have to say yes to. That you need to lay down. That God is calling you to lay down. That he's inviting you to lay down. He can make your burdens lighter. Sometimes saying no means deleting things. Sometimes it means sometimes it means setting boundaries. And sometimes it also means saying not yet or not me. So I hope that this really gives you permission to explore these areas where you are being called to say no or to lay something down or to entrust it to others or to entrust it to God's timing if it's not right now. And I really want to challenge you through this to make very conscious, intentional decisions about the things you are saying yes to, because the reality is that everything we say yes to, it means that we're saying no to something else. Oftentimes, we're not really thinking about that. Every yes has a cost, because our time is not limitless. So before saying yes to anything at all, especially if it's a recurring commitment or or an extended commitment, we have to think about what we're ready to give up in place of it. And I just want to say, first and foremost, this is really hard for me. This is something that I really have struggled in all of my life. And I've really grown in it over the last few years. And this is one of the areas that I find myself coaching a lot of women through because a lot of us struggle with this, especially those of us who are really driven to make a difference, who expect a lot of ourselves, who want to give and give to the people around us. And those are beautiful things. They're beautiful ways that God has made us. They are gifts that we can give to the world. But we also have to be careful because... The cost of all of that oftentimes ends up with burnout. We're just constantly overwhelmed. We're giving what we don't have, and it's just not sustainable. And there is a cost to it, and the cost is oftentimes our ability to be present, to really feel like we're able to enjoy motherhood. The cost can be our marriages. We're giving our spouse leftovers. We don't have anything left for them. We're feeling like our mental health is really suffering even our physical health sometimes. So I want you to ask yourself some practical questions here. What could you say no to in this season to allow for the greater yes that God wants you to actually give? What could you say no to to take off your plate? I want you to make a to-don't list. Because all of us are carrying around these, you know, million mile long to-do lists, whether it's, you know, in our notebook, in our planner, in a million notebooks, (laughs) on our notes section of our phone in a Google Doc, or just this running list in our head that is really pulling us in a lot of different directions, and that's taking up a lot of real estate in our minds, all this mental clutter, right, that we carry around, the invisible load of motherhood. So I want you to make a no's list, a to-don't list. I've got enough to-do lists, so we're going to do this a little bit differently. All right. I want you to prayerfully discern what can you say no to? What could you neglect, or I almost, I don't, quite like that word, but more so intentionally entrust to somebody else or surrender for the sake of more balance. 
And for the sake of giving like, more space and time to give the bigger yes that God actually wants you to give so you can focus on your priorities, so you can stay aligned with your calling in this season and where God is calling you to be, to be where your feet are, to focus. What are you being called to lay down? Maybe it's a distraction. Maybe it's an area that you need to set a boundary. Maybe it's an idol in your life. Maybe it's an addiction like your phone. So take some time to discern your yes each of your yeses, what you're taking on, but also take time to discern your nose. So some questions you can continue to kind of think about here is where might you be overcommitting and overextending yourself? Or might you be taking on too much? Because I think this happens a lot for us, you know, in, with good intentions, you know, we, we have to get really honest with ourselves of if some of our commitments or those areas that might be overextending ourselves are causing us to compromise. They're bleeding into those priorities, right? And what we can do here to get really clear on it is to examine the fruit. Is the fruit of that commitment good? Or are we seeing that it's, it's kind of causing us to neglect what matters most? And that is the clear sign to really reevaluate. But that takes courage. That takes honesty and humility. And sometimes it's hard to acknowledge it instead of just pushing through, you know. And, and sometimes it's like, you know, we've committed to it. So we feel like we have to really stick with it. We have to see it through. And we feel like we should we have to be willing to kind of get to the root of that and be brutally honest with ourselves on what's just a should that I can let go of and what my actual priorities are. And one of the hardest things here is that oftentimes these shoulds, we feel like we're being pummeled by them, by everyone else, by every direction. Like it's just out of our control. You know, like all these expectations are being imposed on us by society, by culture, by social media, by our work environments even. And so this is hard, but we just have to be willing to be honest with ourselves here on what is in our control to steward. And so something we can do to reframe in those moments where we are feeling tempted to say yes, or feeling that urge, right, to, to commit to something, is we can ask ourselves, okay, if I say yes to this, what am I willing to give up to make it work? What am I willing to say no to in turn? And if I'm not willing to give up something or lay something down or say no because if we're already in this place of feeling like we don't have enough time and then now we're facing another decision of adding something to our plates, then we really have to be very intentional about this. But either way though, we should be anyways. You know, even if you're in a fairly good place in your in your balance, let's just say, we still have to evaluate, is it worth it? If I say yes, am I okay with saying no to that? What am I willing to bear as the cost? And is that worth it? based on my priorities, based on my values. So it should be changing how we prioritize or it should be based on how we want to prioritize what our hierarchy of our priorities actually is. So we got to get clear on that because otherwise what ends up happening is we inadvertently, unintentionally end up saying no to our kids, to our husband, to our marriage, to our home or to our health in some way, to our own time for rest, to our own time for the things that we need to fill our cups too. Oftentimes we're like, rest? What is that? I can barely even keep up. Like I don't have time to rest because I can't even keep up with the things that I have to do. We're running on survival mode. We're running on fumes. And that is not sustainable over the long term because we're going to break. Something's going to break. Whether it's us, whether it's our marriages, whether it's our relationships with our kids, our relationships with ourselves, our relationship with God, something is giving right now and something will eventually break. We don't want it to get to that breaking point, right? We don't want everything to just be bleeding into those other areas of our life as a cost. 
And so we have to be honest with ourselves when we're starting to sway into that area, that ground, that shaky ground of compromising our values and our priorities. So is this yes going to be reflective of my priorities, of my values? Does that commitment reflect my priorities? Does it help me keep first things first? Is this aligned with the culture and my family I want to create? If not, then maybe this isn't the season or maybe not at all. So what boundaries do you need to set? And I have an episode on how to set loving, compassionate boundaries with confidence, healthy boundaries that are firm, that help us to protect our priorities, that help us to protect our peace. And the other thing that I want you to keep in mind here is the impact social media often has on us. We are just inundated with all of these images and messages about what everyone else is doing. We're constantly comparing ourselves to others. We have this constant information at our fingertips, which is good and bad, but it gives us this undue pressure to measure up, to keep up all these expectations that we take on of, okay, now I got to do all these things too. You know, everyone else is doing all these things. I got to do all these things too. This is what I have to do. This is what I have to look like. I have to prove myself in to be good enough, to be fit enough, to be beautiful enough, to be a good enough mom. So be very, very cautious of the impact that social media is, is having on all of this too. And I encourage you to go listen to my episodes on social media if you haven't already, because oftentimes we don't even realize the cost that it is having on us until we deeply explore that. And so I help you walk through that. And I also help you determine, here's some different ideas for how you can set boundaries based on where you're at and where God is leading you. Because I don't want you to be addicted to your phone. I don't want you to be so attached to it that it's causing you to just not be able to be present with your kids, with your family, that it's really weighing you down, that it's causing you to be overly anxious and stressed about too many things about your to-do list, that it's distracting you from actually getting stuff done so that you can be present with your family when it's already hard enough. We don't need to make it harder on ourselves. And so maybe that's an area that you're called to say no to in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't have to be, you know, a complete no, but maybe it's certain boundaries with social media. Maybe it's certain boundaries with your phone at certain times of the day, certain key points where you really want to be present. You really want to be focused, whether it's with your family or with your work, any area of life. Next, I want you to think about slowing down because we oftentimes are running a million miles an hour and I, I get it and I know how busy you are. I know how busy your schedule is. I know how pulled you are in so many directions. And we are oftentimes feeling this immense sense of urgency and it creates this reactivity in our life. And if we're chronically running a million miles an hour like a chicken with our head cut off, like I was for so many years and the first few years of my motherhood, we're in this chronic state of stress and adrenaline and fight or flight. And we're gonna be chronically reacting to everything that's thrown at us. And that is not a healthy way to live. That's not an intentional way to live. We're not living by design, we're living by default. It is not allowing us space to be intentional, to be present, to really pour into our relationships in the ways that we want to, to pour into the work that God has called us to do in the ways that we want to, to be able to be intentional about the impact that we're leaving and the legacy that we're leaving in everything that we do, whether it's in our on our teams, in our organizations, in our work settings, in our family life, in how we're raising our, our kids in faith, how we're keeping Christ at the center of our home life, in our family life, in our marriages. We're constantly in this stress response, feeling triggered by all of these things that are happening to us, and we feel like we're a victim to all of our circumstances. But we don't have to live like that, and that is not how God wants us to live. And so I just want to give you hope that it is possible to move out of that place. But the first first step is learning how to say no and discerning what we need to say no to. 
So taking this inventory of what we can say no to is one of those first steps in time management. And it's a beautiful thing, but it's also this perpetual journey. It's, it is a constant call to reevaluate this because in every new season of our life, new demands are going to come, right? That's the truth. That's the reality. Start a new job. We transition jobs. We start our family. We grow our family. We return to work. Like every single season comes with new changes and transitions and new demands. And we have to rise to that challenge. Rising to that challenge and now taking on new things requires us to maybe lay some other things down and grow into that. Grow our capacity to say yes and to stay focused on where God wants us to grow and where he's calling us to be and to share our gifts and to live out our faith in daily life. So this whole process takes a lot of curiosity, a lot of self-compassion, and that's how I want you to approach it. I don't want you to approach this from a beating yourself up place because many of us do that on a daily basis, right? Our negative self-talk is just really strong almost at all times. And that's kind of the default for us. And so we have to learn how to create more space for curiosity, for self-compassion, instead of that criticism that we're so used to, instead of the self-condemnation that we're so used to. So we got to slow down. And then we can ask, what is this costing me? We can look at that cost-benefit ratio. We can actually start to allow more room to hear the Holy Spirit in this process. And I'll be very, very honest with you. I used to be a yes person. And I, I still am in many ways, but I'm really growing in this. I'm a lot farther than I used to be. I have a lot more tools <laughs> that I've learned through my training now in coaching that I bring into my coaching with the ladies that I have the privilege to walk with. Many of these reasons were based on the fact that I was placing so much of my self-worth in my productivity. My worth was so deeply tied to how much can I do? How much can I get done? How much do I have on my plate? How much can I juggle successfully? How well can I perform? And I was also getting very distracted from where God was calling me. I was sucked into so many worldly concerns, so many shiny objects, so much noise, so many opportunities that can feel really appealing in the moment, but may not be the door that God really wants us to walk through, may not be the yes he wants us to give. And for those of us who are givers, who are very high achievers, who are driven to make a difference, who others know they can rely on, who others seek, you know, others seek us out for help, we have to exercise a lot of restraint and prayer, be very prayerfully attuned to where God is calling us. As that's one of the ways the enemy can come in is through distraction. If, if the devil can't cause us to directly enter into the things that we really know we shouldn't be doing, then he's going to try to distract us with all the good. Going to distract us from the great that God wants us to be focused on with all the good. That's just kind of mediocrity. That's distractions from our purpose. That's distractions from our real priorities. It doesn't allow us to leave adequate, adequate room for the great. Good is often the enemy of the great. And that was a hard lesson to learn as a working mom. As someone who is really driven to make a difference, I have big dreams and goals for the difference that I want to make in the world and also the difference that I want to make for my family and the ways that I want to raise my kids and all that I want to give them. And so what this caused over time for me and how this kind of took shape, the pattern that I found myself falling into over and over and over again, and I look back and I see this throughout my entire life, how I was kind of conditioned to do this and I was rewarded for it and you probably have been too. And so that's where it comes in like giving ourselves a lot of grace and compassion for seeing ourselves in the context of our story and of all of our experiences and saying, oh wow, like this makes sense. I understand 
and now I can work with that. I can heal some of these places. So I found for myself, I was just throwing myself into so much doing all this external work, you know, the to-do list, the productivity, the performance, the getting stuff done, the accomplishing things. Maybe it's performing in work or in fitness and forgetting to leave any space and time for the important inner work, the heart work with the Lord, you know, my prayer life, my spiritual health, my mental and emotional well-being, even sometimes my physical health. Because I'm like, I'm so used to running myself into the ground to serve and to do good good work, to produce, to perform, to achieve. And I think so many of us are. Because we're we're told that pushing through and doing what it takes, that is the measure of a good work ethic. That that is the most virtuous thing to do. But we have to check that with where the Lord is leading us. And we also have to recognize when we're falling into distractions, when we're falling into some of the overemphasis on what the world values and the success in the eyes of the world versus the eyes of the Lord. So again, be compassionate with yourself here as you're exploring these things, as you're kind of sitting with some of these things that I'm, I'm sharing with you from my own experiences, from my own coaching experiences as well with all the women that I've worked with. And it makes sense because this is what the world idolizes and values and we're judged and we're accepted and we're praised for our performance, for how much we can get done, for our perfection, for pleasing other people. And oftentimes I've noticed for me that throwing myself into busyness, more work, more to-do list tasks is oftentimes running from something too. And that has been a big invitation God has been giving me to explore. And there's a lot more deeper healing that I've been able to experience there. Thanks be to God's grace, truly. And also the coaches that I've been able to be mentored by that I'm so grateful for, that I then just get to pass down the wisdom from and these tools that I bring into my coaching. Our mission, our purpose, the work that we do should always be flowing from our identity as a daughter of God rather than us finding our identity in the things that we do. Let me say that again. Our work that we do, our purpose, our mission, our calling, It should flow from our identity, resting in who God says that we are, rather than us finding our identity or defining who we are by the things that we do. And that, my friend, is is kind of our life's work, (laughs) right? To continue to reflect on and to grow in. Because oftentimes our hands are so full, they're too full and too busy trying to do all these things, trying to control all these things, trying to, you know, pursue our dreams and goals, but not in God's timing, in our own timing, in our own way, in the way we want to do things and the results we want to see. They're too full sometimes to receive the good things God wants to give us in our busyness, in our striving for success, in our striving to prove that we're good enough, that we're doing enough in the world's eyes. We are letting the world, we're letting other people define who we are, who we're not, what we can contribute, our value, We're seeking all the affirmation and validation that we are enough in everyone else's eyes. We're putting our identity and worth out for sale. We're outsourcing it to everyone and everything except the one who gave it to us freely as a gift, God. He tells us we do not have to earn it. We do not have to earn our worth by proving ourselves, by our perfection, by our performance, by our productivity, by pleasing everyone. There's so much pressure to constantly hustle for our worth, yet we don't have to prove who we are our goodness, our value by what we do. Are you valuable in your unique contributions and all that you give in your work, in your achievements, in your talents, in your accomplishments, in your performance? Yes, absolutely. You are, but your worth is not in those things. Your worth is never truly on the line. Our culture will tell us this all day long. 
our work environments are going to tell us this. The military is going to tell us what makes us valuable is our performance, our performance evaluation report, how quickly we bounce back postpartum, those numbers on our fitness test, those numbers on the scale or the measurement of our waist, how much we can prove we're just like one of the guys, that we belong at the table, that we belong in the room, whether we can prove our worth as a member of the team, especially as a woman, especially as a mother. That is what we are being told all day long our worth is in, right? And that's the lie that's reigning in our hearts on a daily basis. That's causing a lot more stress and anxiety because we get so sucked into all these things. But the truth of the matter is that we do not have to earn our worth. We receive it from God. And it's the out, from that outpouring of what we're receiving from him that we're able to give to others, to our children, to our marriages, to our work, to the impact that we're called to make, to everyone that we're meant to serve and lead. So I know for me, I've really grown in this, like I said, and there's so many deeper layers. And this is what I'm so passionate about coaching women in. I've, I've really thrown myself for years and years into this striving, the serving, the performing, the busyness, the doing. I'm really driven and I'm driven to give the best that I can to all that I do to show up as my best in every area of my life. And you probably are too. I'm driven to make a difference. I'm driven to achieve. I'm driven to get things done, to lead positive change, to, to leave every team, organization, community I'm part of better than I found it. And maybe you are too. And that is a beautiful thing. And I just want to affirm and see you in that. And God has been inviting me to just bring all of that natural drive, that desire to make a difference, that desire to pursue excellence, to give it to him so that he can refine and redeem it. So it's actually directed towards his will. So that pursuit of excellence is oriented towards heaven, not towards the things of this world that really distract me rather than orienting them towards all the things that the world wants me to place my worth in. Some of my prayers have literally been, God, temper my drive with yourself. Help me make sure that this does not come at the expense of my family, my ability to be present with my kids, my marriage, my mental health, my relationship with Jesus. So my friend, I want to just be really honest with you here and give you this tough love with a lot of grace and compassion because I want you to allow that truth of your identity and worth, which is unchanging, which is unconditional, which was God given from the moment of your conception to now. I want that to sink into your heart because I know we often know this in our heads. We know it intellectually. But knowing is different than being. Knowing is different than living it out and really embracing it at our core, right? Do we truly live our daily life resting in this truth, being held by this truth? Or do we feel like our worth is always on the line, like we always have to prove ourselves? I know I constantly have to remind myself this truth and to go back to the Lord when I feel like I'm making whatever it is mean something about me and my value and my dignity as a person and whether I'm a failure or not. You know, I mean, there's so many narratives that we hold in our mind that just drive us into deep places of guilt and shame in all of these spirals, but God doesn't want us to be there. And it could be hard and scary saying no. It could be uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. It doesn't come natural to so many of us, especially if we're used to saying yes, like I was, right? And it's not how we've been conditioned to approach things because the environments that we're in and that we've probably been in most of our life have been very performance-based, achievement-based, competitive. They place a lot of emphasis on all those external metrics of what makes us good enough, right? And we layer that on top of our own internal standards of ourselves that we hold ourselves to. And that's why we have a difficult time saying no. We have a difficult time saying no because we don't want to let other people down. 
We don't want to disappoint other people. You know, we're afraid of what other people are going to think. We're afraid of hurting other people, even. If we say no or we set boundaries. We're afraid we're not going to get, be giving enough. That's why you're still saying yes to the things that you shouldn't. At its root, but there are ways we can distinguish between what is a distraction from our calling, what is saying yes to too much, versus what is saying yes even when it's hard, like even when it requires sacrifice. Because God does require us. He does ask us to sacrifice in the ways that he's calling us to serve and to give and to give very selflessly to the people around us to be the hands and feet of Christ. But he doesn't want you to feel like you never have any time to rest, to just be, to be in his presence, to experience the joy of being truly present with your family without your to-do list weighing on you constantly, without always worrying about what you have to do. He doesn't want you to live like that. He doesn't want you to run around in survival mode all your, your whole entire life, your whole entire motherhood, to be so anxious and stressed about so many things, to be distracted by so many things. And so that's why working with a coach and being supported in this is the fastest and ultimately the easiest way to get through, right? Because we cut through the things that we can't figure out ourselves or we're too maybe scared sometimes to, to look at ourselves because there's scary places to go in. And I just want to acknowledge that. I'm right here with you and exploring these things and it's hard. It's hard. But I can be a sounding board for you to just really help you have the courage to say no when it's hard, but when you know God is asking you to do it. And the gift of receiving coaching has been one of the greatest blessings that God has given me in the last few years. It's just made all the difference in the world and helping me move out of that survival mode and constant overwhelm. It's strengthened our marriage in so many ways and our connection with one another, especially through the challenges that dual military life brings of so much time apart to manage my home with so much less stress, more ease, <laughs> even while solo parenting for extended periods of time and running a small business, this ministry in the margins of my active duty army life, obviously, and my motherhood, taking care of these sweet little babies, who obviously are very demanding, as babies are. <laughs> uh, it's helped me to find this deep healing in these areas that I've, I found myself really triggered in, in motherhood. Those times when it's really hard to be patient with your toddler and their big emotions, when you're running on fumes because you haven't gotten any sleep because you're just so sleep deprived from waking up all hours at night with your nursing baby. In those moments when your toddler is working through those hard emotions and is breaking out in violence and really difficult behavior and it's just not listening and it's really frustrating. It's helped me to really show up as the mom that I want to be for my sweet little ones and give them what they deserve when it's hardest to be patient and gentle, when it's hardest to be kind, when it's hardest to maintain my own peace. I've learned how to be a source of peace for them. And that has come as a fruit of the coaching that I've received. And I just love giving them back to other mothers because nobody gives us a playbook for these things. Nobody teaches us these unless we go out and seek it and we learn it and we're willing to grow and do the hard work sometimes to explore these things. The inner work that it takes, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. So I can help you find more balance. I can help you find more time, more energy, more peace, more presence. And it starts with learning to say no, like we talked about today. You do not have to do this alone. So if you just want to get started with a simple step of one-on-one -on -one coaching, a one-on-one -on -one coaching call, you can book that at the link in my bio or just reach out to me at makingatarmtotheheart.com. And I pray this blessed you today and that God just works powerfully through this in your heart. I can't wait to hear from you. I can't wait to walk with you and this sister whenever you're ready to dig deeper. I look forward to seeing you next time. I'll talk to you soon.